Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Happy Monday night to you, everybody. Let's do a podcast, shall we? Welcome to Got Your Back. Rob Brown and Jason Strudwick standing by on this Monday night. We're going to do some math. We're going to talk some numbers. Willie Nylander's deal has Oiler Nation buzzing. What does Drysaddle look like? What does McDavid look like? What does it all mean? Let's talk about it. Got Your Back brought to you, as always, by Sherwood Buick GMC. Come check out their massive, beautiful showroom. They are the number one GMC volume dealership in all of Canada, five years running, and it's easy to see why. They got a great sales process. They make things nice and easy for you and streamlined. Great sales staff. They're friendly. They respect your time. Don't leave you waiting around. Oh, by the way, they got great vehicles too. New and used stock. The lot, always full. So they can get you what you're looking for. Mention Got Your Back sent you. You get three free ultimate detail packages and some favorable pricing. Let's go see Phil and the crew. We're coming to you from our Long Shot studio here in Sherwood Park. Winter Indoor League started today. Yes, little winter golf. They got a great indoor league going over at Long Shots. Visit longshots.ca for more information. I have a bone to pick with my two co-hosts. So Struds, Brownie jumps on to the the chat before we started and you know the other night you guys came up and said hi to me in the press box you two were together which i thought oh that's good the guys are bonding that's good and then i looked down and you're sitting together and watching the game and i thought oh oh well there was seats on empty seats on both sides of you but that was okay then brownie jumps on the the stream today uh struds and he's like yeah struds and i had breakfast together multiple ice times lunch spent the whole day together <laughs> Uh, like, I'm just wondering if there's a certain point where it's going to be the, the three of us, like, doing doing stuff and stuff. I don't need a lot, but just some stuff, Struds. Mm. Well, it wasn't – don't feel bad. We had three people involved. We – actually, four of us, Zuby and Steve, we FaceTimed them in. So the four of us had a, a D's Diner in Devon, a delicious chat. Uh, so it was nice that you didn't respond to the text, or did you not get it? Or did we not send it? <laughs> Must be the other chat group you guys have, Brownie. Just before. yeah. Well, it, it's funny though. I, I I got to spend three ice sessions with Strides. I had a, a nice brunch with him. I'm on a podcast. I feel like I'm in the Jason Strudwick fantasy camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a small camp. I'm the only one that signed up to it, but mm-hmm. I did get to spend a lot of time with him. So it was kind of a thrilling day for me. I learned all of his insights about hockey that didn't take long. But then we just got to talk about life and solve world problems. So it was. I would call it a productive and um, a fulfilling day for me. It's I don't a- know. Like, do you guys get sick of each other? Could you, are you are you you guys buddies? Like, you spend days and days and days together, or would one of you get sick of the other? Or like, like how deep a friendship are we dealing with here? I I didn't realize the depths of this friendship before I invited you be, to be part of my podcast, Brownie. I think we well we've we've driven up. Was it Grand Prairie? We've done events. Yeah, we, yeah. we drove the whole way up and back together. Actually. Struds might be one of the easiest people ever to hang out with. I mean, it's very laid back. Um, 
I mean, you got to curb his drinking, especially when he when he was the one driving to Grand Prairie. But other than that, it was. Uh, you always uh, feel smart too when you're around him. Hey, Brownie, like it's kind of an elevated feeling oh, of intelligence. Yeah, and yeah. and well, and the yeah, best part is, doesn't matter what insulated. I throw on, I'm still the better dressed guy. So that's pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a good oh, day. It's it was, good. Yeah, it like was a real Mondays. good day. Yeah, we, Mondays are good time for, for lunch. Yeah, mm -hmm. ice time, and then yeah. we go home. It's nice. Do you, well, do you have the, the taco salad today, Strud? You love your right. taco salad? Yeah, D's, D never disappoints with the taco salad. I get it every time. Both times we've been. Okay, so <laughs> listen. Can I convince us to go for a lunch together if the podcast pays? Like my podcast company, will, I'll buy you guys lunch if you come for lunch with me at some point. Pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> What month are we oh, looking in? Yes. <laughs> so much to talk about. Let's check, check in, in March. Because this check is... March. Steve, you want to... Wanna, we do a FaceTime coffee tomorrow morning, bud? Yeah, Steve sounds good. I'm, I'm, I'm there for you, buddy. Thanks, pal. Yeah. There you go. Let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store here in Edmonton, founded way back in 1939. Got to check out their beautiful showroom. 102nd Street, just off White Avenue. They've got everything you need, right? Beautiful suits. They can do customs for you. They've got all kinds of different makes and brands, and they'll find something that fits you perfectly. If you got big, broad shoulders like Struds, they got you covered. If you're Brownie, they got you covered. <laughs> Whatever you need, Mr. Dirk can help you out all shapes and sizes, high-quality, casual, and dress clothes. Check out their uh, stock at Mr. Dirk. Dot com. Okay, guys, uh, William Nylander gets his extension done today. A hefty $11.5 million. I know it's an Oiler podcast, and we're going to get to a discussion and how this relates to the Oilers, but let's just start with that, Struds. You've been very vocal about your love for the Leafs for years now. They just got a major <laughs> peace sign that you're going to be able to cheer for for years and years and years. What do you think, buddy? Well, I, I, have a, I really like William Nylander. Played with his dad. I know Willie a little bit, so I, I have a soft spot for him. Uh, and he earned the contract. Let's be clear. It wasn't he wasn't given it. He didn't uh, barter. He earned it, and he, he got the number that you know he felt was right. And the Leafs were okay with that. The problem for the Leafs now is they got you know, going into next year four players between eleven million and thirteen million, and that's a ton of cash tied up for a team that at least from here I don't see with a lot of good young D men um, that they can they can figure out. They've got the goalie. Sounds like Joe Wall. And then they kind of got to figure out maybe their 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 bottom six, but Brownie, I, I it it is going to be I think next year is going to be very difficult to manage until Tar Tavares's contract drops from eleven. I'm guess I, I'd guess it go down to four or five. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know how. I, obviously, they've got someone that crunches numbers. That's his only job with the Leafs, and they figure they can make it work next year. Uh, they saw. I agree. I think is worth that. I think he is an excellent hockey player. I, I really enjoy watching him play. Most nights when I watch the Leafs, he stands out more than any other player. Um, but 40, I think it's 46 million tied up in four players. So half of their next year's salary is going to be tied up in four players. And they signed another piece that, that was already their strength. Their strength is their top four players. Where they need help is on the back end. And uh, in net, I mean... Uh, they're on a third-string goalie. The Samsonov's down in the minors, having the same problem that Campbell is having. So, uh, I mean, I, hockey, NHL hockey is better when all the Canadian teams are good. And I know that the other fans don't like to hear it, but it is good when Toronto is good as well in the National Hockey League. Nylander will help them, 
but they certainly need to find a way to make themselves better on the back end. There are just too many good teams that they have to go through, and they've seen that the last number of years in the playoffs. So I good for Nylander. I'm not sure how the Leafs are going to dance around the salary cap issues next year, though. Got to respect a guy who bets on himself, mm-hmm. and he did, right? There was money on the table, big money on the table. Bet on himself and then came out of the gates, what, 17 straight points? Mm-hmm. He's got points in all but four games this season. Earned himself, Struddy, probably another $15 million or more just by doing what he did to start the year this year. I mean, you think about where the numbers were, right? An eight-year deal at, what, 9-5, give or take? Yeah. Well, that's $16 million he potentially added to that thing when you think about what they were negotiating at before. Got to respect a guy that bets on himself like that. Yeah, I, I gotta wonder maybe the term too, right? When they when they see that that he's doing that, do they do they say, okay, we'll go from whatever four to six to eight, whatever it is? But he he's listen, he's a really good player. He, there's yeah. no doubt about it. He's very calm. I don't feel like he's really a high maintenance player. It feels like they can plan of playing with anyone. You know, Marner and Matthews are together often, and yeah. no disrespect to Tavares, but he at this stage isn't either one of those guys. So he just kind of plays where he's wanted or where, where they where they need him. Um, but I I just. I look at that team, Shogger, and I, that that D is not good enough to win right. Stanley Cup. And that's the big question, guys. When you pay your top end the way they are, what does it mean for your chances to win? So, good discussion on the Leafs, but we're going to frame this now through an Euler lens. Let's start with the discussion of 11.5 for Nylander and how we think uh, what this could mean for Leon Dreisaitl or where we think Leon Dreisaitl's number will come in. I want to talk about that, and then I want to talk about McDavid's potential number, and then I want to have a discussion about what an Oiler team with McDavid and Dreisaitl could look like with them at the numbers that we discuss. So let's take care of point A and point B. Leon Dreisaitl's negotiation is up first, Brownie. Mm-hmm. 11.5 for Nylander. What's your sense? What do you think? What would you guess at a contract for Leon Dreisaitl? Wait, well, isn't Matthews at 13? I think he's just over 13, 13.2. I think Leon uh, yep. starts. Leon 13. starts 13.25. Yeah, it starts at Matthew's number. Um, oh, yeah. Over the, over the last five years, uh, Leon has been the second best player in the world. He's got three 50-goal seasons. He's got a scoring title. He's got an MVP. Uh, he's the second highest scoring player in the last five years. Uh, so it starts at third, I'm 13, 14 million dollars a year is what I'm guessing is what he's going to get at minimum. He's not. I, I just can't see him taking less than Matthews, and I can't see him signing uh, a team-friendly deal because his deal has been very friendly to the team for the last number of years. So this will be his payday. And if he goes on the open market, it's worth way more on the open market than what the others will pay him. So uh, to me, it's fourteen million dollars a year, somewhere okay. around there. So you got him at fourteen struds. You, what's your comfort level putting him around there? What do you think? Well, I think that's where it starts. I think that's, you know, you've got to put it in there. I just don't know how else you go. Now, I wonder if it changes it because of the term. Now, if he doesn't go eight years, is it different than if it's four years or if it's five years or, or whatever? Or do yeah. Connor Leon set it up so that they, they come out the same? Year? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know about what, what they're thinking. But, you know, that he's, he's better than Pasternak and um, Nylander, and that's 11 and a half or whatever it is. And they get to that, that, that level of where he's at, he being – Matthews so I think you're you're starting at 13 and then you you figure it after that and there's no hometown discounts people thinking there's hometown discounts I don't think they're who's the last guy that took a hometown discount 
Yeah. Mark Giordano, he's 50 years old. <laughs> so I, I just don't see it happening. And and you can talk about what Tampa takes, hometown discounts. They don't because the taxes they pay or don't pay um, reflect are reflected in how much they take home. Okay, so let's say we've got Leon Drysaddle in there at roughly $14 million. Now let's talk about Connor McDavid. He's got the extra year here before the negotiation has to start. But if Leon Drysaddle is at $14 million, what's the ballpark, Brownie, for Connor McDavid? I think you're talking 18, and then you're tickling 20. Somewhere oh, in there. On. Don't you, you think? Serious? Well, well, he's going to be... I, I mean, if, if, if Leon gets 14... All of a sudden, Connor's up, and the cap is moving up. By the time Connor signs, it's going to go up significant. I think, I think he's around eighteen million dollars for the purposes of this conversation. Let's say so. The cap's going to what eighty-seven point yep. six Five. next year. Yeah. So then, the first year of Drysidle's deal. Let's say it's what ninety-one. I think I just read in the paper today. I read in the paper today. I thought it said ninety-two. Okay, so then for McDavid's first year, let's put it at 94, 95 million. Let's just mm -hmm. do that roughly, give or take. So, you know, if you were to put McDavid at 18 million, uh, percentage of the cap on 95 million uh, would be almost 19%. That would be that would be unheard of. Like that would be massive, I think he, massive numbers. I think his last contract, he was 16% of the cap. Or uh, when he signed it, he was yes. 16. When the yeah. puck dropped, he was 15 point or no uh hang on a sec i got it here somewhere i'll find it when he signed it what's the max isn't the max around 17 18 percent or is it more than that what's yeah it's uh i should we I, should know that is it someone on the stream will help us um but 18 i think brownie i think 18 is coming in a little bit hot i'm not sure if i'll do this this process at that struds what do you think like what's your i think that's if they sign for those to that uh it's too much yeah, they're screwed um, if he signs for that much, so, like for sure. Yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly think this. This is what I think. I think there's going to be some chat, chat between the two guys, and I think Connor come out at 15 million. I, Interesting, I think, or less. Okay. I, I do think so, but I wonder about the term. Does he go LeBron? Right? Does he go a little bit LeBron, and and kind of go shorter contracts, like two years, three years? Do they both mm -hmm. do that? Um, because you know, let, let's just say Connor decides to sign for eight years of dollars at whatever the number is. Well, it's, he's kind of locked into it. The flexibility it's offered by a short-term contract, I wonder if that doesn't make sense. And for, maybe for, keeps the yeah, AAV down a little bit. Yeah, but you start doing that. LeBron's different. LeBron's worth a billion dollars. You start going to two-year contract at $25 million as opposed to an eight-year contract, even at $15 million, what's that, $120 million? You're going to leave $100 million out there betting on yourself in a sport that's as violent as hockey? Yeah. That's, that's a good I mean, Matthews did it, right? Matthews took the shorter yeah. deal, sets himself up for a couple of prime years mm -hmm. to leverage his next contract. That's and gutsy. that's the thought process, right? Well, Austin Matthews did it. And, yep. and the thought process is if he still hasn't won, now you can take your ball and go somewhere else. And you've got a couple of couple prime years left, prime earning years. So I don't know. Let's saw it off. Just just to move the conversation along, let's put McDavid at sixteen and let's put Drysaddle at fourteen. Let's just mm -hmm. start there for the conversation with a cap that year of we'll say ninety four, ninety five million. So other players that will still be on the books that year: uh, Hyman at five five, Nugent Hopkins at five point one two five, Darnell Nurse at nine point two five. Guys, what's Evan Bouchard's number going to be? What are we Starts giving him? Seven point five eight. I say it starts with an eight. If he if he's in the top three for defenseman, he scores twenty goals. 
Whether you whether a fan likes it or not, he's going to be asking for about eight million dollars a year. So eight million yeah. bucks, we can kind of figure that'll be the range. Okay, let's lock all that in. Now let's forget about those numbers for a minute, guys, and let's talk about all the rest of the players that are going to be around them on the roster. So what you're going to need is you're going to need um, two other top six forwards besides McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Drysidle. So let's assign a value. What's a decent value for a top six forward? Three and a half million? Does that get you an okay forward Ooh. in two years? Four million? I don't, I five think million? I think you're talking five million. I think you start at five as well. Yeah. Unless okay, you're so we'll homegrown go, guys. Yeah, so if, now let's say there's no homegrown guys on entry level. Like who's coming in the system that's going to be a top six forward in a couple of years still on entry level? Holloway will even Hall be on another deal, right? But at least Holloway wouldn't be at five million. But yeah. Right. Let's say, okay, let's punch Holloway in then on his second deal at what, three and change, three, something like three that? Three and change, that seemed to be the uh, Yamamoto. Puyard sure, we'll go three and a quarter for Holloway, adjusting for inflation and such. Then you go over to the other side, okay, need a legit top six winger, so we'll go five million over there. What do you spend on your third line center, guys, if you want to be an okay Stanley Cup contending team and you don't have one growing internally, which they don't? Three. Wait, you, don't, you don't think that's Ryan McLeod? If it's so, Ryan okay. McLeod, it'll probably be three million dollars. So on his I'd next deal, three, then yeah, yeah. three, okay. three and a half, probably. Okay, we'll go three point five for McLeod. Well, you can call him McLeod if you want on his next yeah. deal. Sure. Uh, okay. What about what about a left and right winger on your third line? Okay, but before Kane's contract will be done by this time. Kane's contract is done. Is done. Okay. Uh, then the other two wingers will be between two and three. Okay, Wouldn't so they? we'll go two point five and two. Should we conserve it, it and say two? Because aren't yeah. looking right now? That's what they signed Fogel for. What's he? Two and a half million. Yeah, but that's that's before that was you know before yeah, the so cap I mean, just went up ten million bucks. So I mean, it yeah. might be, but that's that's what you're looking at a player like Fogel, more or less. So if Fogel's around, it's three million minimum for yeah. a second, a third line player because he's going to get a raise. Okay, so what are we doing on the? We'll go what? Let's say let's say you figure out a way to get one third line winger at two point five, your center at three point five, and your right winger at three. Does that make sense, Struds? That'd be that's it. probably yeah. That's, Try to get with yeah. that. Yeah, okay, so. fourth line players. What will the league minimum be? I, I'm not even sure what the answer Probably is. Probably a million. Uh, so million, yeah. maybe one guy on a league minimum deal and two guys at a buck and a quarter. Sure, yeah, is that reasonable? Yeah, as short as you can. Yeah, the small. Right. So two guys at a buck and a quarter, another guy at one. Let's say they go with a. Let's say they go with a 21 man roster. So let's say there's no extra forward. Let's just do that. <laughs> Uh, Nurse Bouchard. Okay, let's talk about a second pairing, guys. What do you got to spend on your second pairing? Nine million, million total. Probably, yeah. So total, yeah. So two guys. It's four. And say a half. one guy at three point five and one guy at four point five, give or take. Mm -hmm. Right, something like that. Yeah. We think that's an okay second pairing in the league, then. And then your third pairing. Hopefully, you've got what somebody under two million. So one point five, give or take, Strud's, You think? Uh, you you got to have someone at minimum, I'd say, or damn close to it. <laughs> so one in 1.5. Well, I think you're, that's, that's not going to get you a very good barrel here. I'd say yeah, maybe two a... and a half in one or two and one or something like that. Like what's two Kulak making right now is a two and a half pairing. or two and I... three quarters. So, I mean, you're, you're not going to have a third pairing yeah. group at anything less than $4 million. So two and two? 
You think? Well, you think right now their third pairing is at 2.5 and what's... They'll be off the books. They don't need a $2.5 million third pairing guy. But think about it. This is what they have now, and they want to be a Stanley Cup team, so you're going to want to improve on your third pairing. (laughs) Okay. Well, guys, I mean, you can't spend everywhere, Brownie. You're spending a lot on a couple of guys. So now, let's... Struds, where are we going to go here? What's the the I think the problem is that we're not not anticipating any young players playing on cheap deals. And I think that's doing a disservice to this process. Okay. So let's mix them in. Well, there's got to be someone on a, on a million on an entry level contract, right? They're just there's I mean, are they going to have nobody? Let's throw a third, third, let's third pairing D man on a million dollar deal. Let's just yeah. say that, okay? I think that, I think there's got to be there's got to be somebody. I mean, they, they, they you know they have they have I a minor league team. Do we yeah. have anyone in the minors that's going to be capable? Do you want to put playing? another? You want to put another forward on a million dollar deal? Two struts, save I, another I think, quarter million I, up front. I think you just have. I mean, you have. I, it's not that I want to. I just don't think you have a choice. No, we want to create a reasonable simulation. But right? what you're going to see in a second, though, Shoggy, is you're going to add all this up, and then we're going to see where we have to start cutting, I'm guessing. Oh, 100% that's what's about to happen. <laughs> so, okay, let's so talk we, about... Yeah, Strutty, are, are you comfortable with that? And then your yeah, extra fine. guy, yeah. your extra D-man at a million bucks, right? So you got your extra yeah. guy, uh, third-pairing guy at a million, your other third-pairing guy at a million five, 3.5 and 4.5 on your third on your second pairing. Net minding. Okay, Jack Campbell's buyout, if that's the way they go, will be 2.6 that year on the cap. So a backup for what? What number do you want to put in for the backup along with Campbell's buyout? What does a backup get nowadays in the NHL? A, a, a million, million and a half? half? Two million, million and three quarters? Yeah. And what then, do you want to do, yeah, I'd say I'd say you probably have to be two million, right? Like two million. Okay. Well, remember the caps jumping up a lot in the next few years. You know, you well, where's where will Rodrigue be at that point? I wonder where his he'll be on his second well, I, deal, right? I would imagine, and that's who they want as their backup or their hope. Anyways. Sure. So we give him a couple million bucks. Congratulations, Evan Rodrigue. You just got two million dollars <laughs> on this spreadsheet. Way to go, Stuart Skinner. Let's say he plays well. Let's say he's the starting netminder on this team. They need a new deal for Stuart Skinner by the time McDavid is up. I believe they're up at the same time. So where's Stuart Skinner's contract going? Five million? Isn't that what a starting goalie would be? I mean, at that point, who knows? Maybe he's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Yeah. And all of a sudden, five million is a good deal for him. For that team seems anyways. to be the going rate. Seems to be the going rate. Yeah. Okay, five million. So Stu Skinner, he just got five million as the starter. So let's recap where we're at, guys. McDavid at 16, Drysaddle at 14, Nugent Hopkins at 5.125, Hyman at 5.5. You've added a second line right winger at 5 million, a a second line uh, left winger at 3.25 million. Your third line, you've spent 2.5, 3.5, and 3. Pretty good third line. I think you'd be able to get for that. Your fourth line, you've gone 1, 1.25, and 1. You're not taking an extra forward because you got to be tight to the cap. Nurse, 9.25 is what it is. Bouchard, congratulations, 8 million. They might be lucky to get him at that, the way he's piling up the points. Your second pairing is 3.5 and 4.5. Your third pairing is 1 and 1.5. And your extra is 1 million on the cap. Stuart Skinner now makes $5 million. And between Jack Campbell's buyout and your backup, that's another 4.6 meaning you're spending 9.6 on the goalies. If all of this happens and the cap goes to 95 million, Brownie, you're four and a half million over the cap. Oh, well, all righty then. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to have to cut 
Ooh, we're gonna have to cut some. We might have to play with just two players on our second line. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is what's happening though. This so this is the reality for the Oilers. They, they've they've moved a lot of picks out to do different things, and because of that, uh, you know now they're they're struggling to give away first rounders, and they won't have first rounders of guys that you think can jump in and play. So those are the entry level vote. deals you were fighting for, Strike. <laughs> yeah. They're gone. I know. I mean, the first rounder's gone. The last two first rounders are gone. I'm guessing this first rounder will be gone. And then maybe the next first rounder will be gone. So those are guys that have a, a good chance or a better chance than anyone else to make in the NHL. So now you're second down to seventh rounders. They're going to have to go into the college, wait into the college market and tell people you are going to play here on this line and they got to be cheap. Like they've, they've got to be creative um, because it's, uh, you know, you're, you're not taking it out of your probably your top six. It's going to be that third okay. line that's going to get yep. swallowed down. Okay, so let's pare that third line down. Let's say you figure out a way to get that third line center done for $2.5 million, let's just say somehow, and the winger over on the other side. Let's say, you know, Raphael Lavoie develops into a top nine forward, and he's your right winger, and he's at $2.2 million for... Uh, his right. that next contract and let's see over on the left side hey you traded somehow you figured something out and you got 1.75 million so now your third line is 1.75 2.5 2.2 okay not sure what that third line looks like quality wise you're still 2 million over the cap well that well what are you running into the same problems that the toronto maple leafs are gonna have well this is the yeah. thing right yeah. this is the reality for yeah. a couple of years down the yeah. road so um let's look at that second pairing on defense we've got it at 3.5 and 4.5 right now can we pair that back guys is there a way to go 2.5 million and 3.75 million for your second pairing how does well, that look do you think see Shaga, you can do all of these things but you, then yeah. you're not as good right That's the problem is you're right you're taking away so you're getting okay this is a two second pairing that we can count on for 18 to 20 minutes a night well okay now we're gonna we're gonna it's not near as good i mean one of the problems is you're gonna have over 17 million dollars tied up in two defensemen that's that's a big hit as well mm -hmm. and bouchard it uh, like it's gonna be eight million i mean the way his numbers are going it, it's it's a gonna be a big number so and then this, you're going to have to make a decision what you're going to do. And this simulation is based on McDavid agreeing to 16 and Drysaddle agreeing to 14, which, I mean, we had that discussion, right? Let's say yep. that's where it goes. Uh, and the cap getting to 95 that year. I don't know, Struds. What do you think, man? What that's tight. It's really tight. <laughs> tight, I mean, boy. The, the, Campbell, the Campbell contract continues to give, right? That, that's, yeah. the, that's the hard part. Um, and maybe go with a million dollar backup, right? You just find a way to just you just squeeze someone in there. That's just Calvin Pickard at a yeah, million. Yeah, the problem dollars. is the problem when you start doing things like that. All of a sudden, an injury, you're yeah, in trouble, uh, big trouble. No, it is, it's true. So it's you know, and I, and no one wants to hear it right now when everyone's focused on winning the Stanley Cup. But the the people that are behind the drafting and developing for the owners should be the highest paid people, and they need to get these people going and finding a way for they're not guys to by go. the way they're not <laughs> nope. nowhere well, no nowhere in hockey are there are they no but i know they're but not. they're they're going to be in two years you're gonna be like okay we need three players that can play for a million dollars on intro labor contracts yeah. where are they right where, where i mean now there might be a couple coming in and that might be fair um but it's it's going to be tight it's going to be tough um and those are the conversations they have with connor leon although 
I'm sure they had the stains on with Nylander. Didn't change his feelings. Maybe we were a little rich on the second line right winger. You know, maybe maybe they don't need to give somebody five million over there. They'll have, you know, assuming Holloway's decent, they'll have one, two, three, four, they'll have five pretty decent tops. So maybe we can cut that one back to three million. Oh, oh, could spend a little bit more now, guys. Little maybe a little <laughs> bit more on a three million dollar second pairing defenseman and a four million dollar second pairing defense. Oh, and you got a million bucks left, <laughs> which is roughly where you want to go. So the exercise is just to illustrate when you give those guys as much as they're potentially going to be worth and you add Nurse and Bouchard together, like in that scenario, their top six guys are $57.8 million. Yeah. That's six guys be, at $57.8 million. That's going to be over 50% of their, their, con, of their roster cap space will be on those players. 60.92. If the cap is 95 mm-hmm. That's sixty point nine two percent on six players. Is that right? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're gonna have to figure it out. They're gonna have to figure out a way to make this work, right? It's gonna yeah. be tight. It's gonna be super tight. But every team's gonna go through this. When you have good players, you have to pay them. Um, you know, with Connor Leon, you, you'll do just like the Leafs. Just figure out the number and you'll pay them. That's that's just the way it is. You're not gonna say, "Oh, that's a million too much." We're gonna let you walk. No, you get them and you bring them back. Then you have to be creative. And I go back to it. The way to be creative is find good young players that are cheap. And that's hard to do. But you well, that's the job. That's what they need to do. Here's a question for you. Okay, so this summer they're going to push hard to try and sign Leon, obviously. What if he's like Nylander and he goes into the season without signing, betting on himself? Now you get a little bit later. Do you go into the playoffs with an unsigned Leon Drysaddle? Well, I mean... When he's you... unrestricted at the end of the year? Or... He gives you your better chance of winning a Stanley Cup. Do you keep him knowing that you could have got a lot for him, but you're a better team? I know that's this is just I guessing this, but it's this is about one year away. If he's not signed, you got to make that decision. JL on the stream says someone needs to check Rashog Math first. JL, <laughs> that is completely fair. But even fair if point. I'm two to three million off, it's still not a great picture. Uh, somebody else asked if we could display the spreadsheet. No, we can't do that. I know it's a little bit hard to follow, but, but it's really hard to see crayon on the yeah. TV. <laughs> <laughs> Others are suggesting that Bouchard at eight million is a pipe dream, guys. That's we're getting some of that here on the stream as I well. Higher than that? Yeah. No, he, I think they're no. They're probably saying he's not going to get anywhere close to that, as I'm guessing with pipe dream. No, no, no. They're saying they think he's going to get more? him at eight million. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Makar's nine million. Mm-hmm. No comparison. But they're signing at different times. I and mean, but, and all there's no comparison between Makar and, and Bouchard. Yeah, all, no, I, all the respect I, in the world for Bouchard, but Makar. Makar and Quinn use different times in their career, yes, Brownie. True. Like totally different times. Yeah, true. But but Quinn Hughes and Makar are the two best defensemen in the world right now, yeah. in my opinion. Hmm. All right, fun exercise, I think. My head kind of hurts. Um, but it's going to be an interesting interesting thing watching the math over the next couple of years for the Oilers. And this Nylander thing, I think, really has Oiler Nation thinking a lot about the Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid situation. That was a breakdown brought to you by Mr. Kirk. We'll remind you that Rob Brown's appearances are brought to you by Kinprint, high-quality apparel, promotional products to take your brand to the next level. Visit kinprint.ca. Takeaways is up next. Short break. Stick around. 
Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners. Use promo code GYBPOD on checkouts and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May, and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. We're really happy to have UCAN U Services as part of the podcast, but I owe Kyle lunch because it's two podcasts in a row now. I've forgotten where they go in the show. They're supposed to be at the end of the first segment, and they've been bumped in the last two. So my apologies. We'll do our relentless player at the end of this segment. So, Struddy, you can get your mind to work on that. Who is going to win that award for the day? But for now, let's get to takeaways. Brought to you by Redefined Health, where they specialize in total mind and body wellness from Cairo and massage care treatments, acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist. Redefined Health is there to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Visit redefinedhealth.com. Some news out of Oilerland today. Phil Kemp gets called up to the big club. 26 games played, no goals, five assists. And Brownie, you and I were exchanging text messages on this. I think your instinct is right. This is about little bit of insurance on the roster during a road trip. Well, they're going for three in a row on the road. Um, if there's time, if there's an injury and there's time, they would bring Broberg up to play. But sometimes a guy gets sick in the middle of the day, can't play. You want to have an extra defenseman available. So they want to have him there. The reason you bring him, uh, Gleason was up sitting in the stands for a long period of time. Let him play some, get some ice time down on the minors, keep camp up here to eat popcorn, make a little extra money. Uh, but if there's any long-term injury anyone's out with extended time that's when broberg comes up but camp will just be up here to sit in the press box struds there's something to be said for when i mean he's played well down there they're happy with him you know there aren't going to be games but there's something to be said for letting a guy pull an nhl check for a week here and there when he's been (laughs) been a good solid soldier for you hey yeah there is but you know i I wonder if Kent maybe doesn't have a chance here you know there's a lot of talk about his defensive abilities uh he gets up here gets to practice with the team not that they're practicing a lot, but practice with them, watch the NHL speed. You know, unlikely, well, he wouldn't get in there unless there's an injury or sickness, as Brownie said. But I, I just think that seeing, you know, I, I can't stress enough. You know, it's one thing to watch NHL. It's now to, to be on the ice with these guys and practice with them and see it. It's just a whole different experience. So I, I like this just to give him a little bit of taste to get the beak wet. 
Sounds like the plan for Dylan Holloway will be to play center. Now, Baco had their games uh, postponed this weekend because of a, a water leak. Uh, so neither of those games ended up getting played, but it sounds like Dylan Holloway, the plan there is for him to play a little bit of center while he is down there. Now, this speaks to Ryan McLeod being at left wing on the second line right now, and the Oilers scratching their head wondering what they're going to do with that third center position. Here's the question I ask you, though. Brownie, I'll start this with you. You got to yeah. take that? Was that your phone? You got to take that, Me? bud? No. Nope. Was your phone ringing? No. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I heard something, and then you twitched. Uh, <laughs> is it fair to throw Dylan Holloway at center anytime soon in the NHL? Um, I, I don't see a problem with it. What I, what I think will happen is McLeod will go to third-line center, Kane will go back up on the second line, and Holloway will get a shot at center on the fourth line. That's what I think will happen. I don't really? think McLe- yeah, I don't think McLeod's the long-term solution. Third uh, on second line, left wing. They will eventually get Evander Kane back there. So think. you think that they would play Dylan Holloway at four C before they with. play him at three left wing? Well, if they're get if they're trying him out at center, yeah. So that that would be the option. I I don't see him coming up being third line center. I think that. I don't. I think that's too important a role. You're not going to put him on a face-off in his own zone. Um, you don't. You prefer to have Leon and Connor start their lines in the offensive zone. So I just see. I. I just think McLeod. Uh, it's been a great run for McLeod, but long term, I think Kane, uh, when he's playing, what he's doing, what he's capable of doing, is a better solution on the second line than Ryan McLeod. That's just my thought because they don't. I don't think Dylan Dylan Holloway is your third line solution centerman. If you want to be a championship team, I mean, he's, 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 he doesn't play center and he's going to be going up. We start looking around the, the Vegas, you look at LA, uh, you, he can't play third line center against the, their third line centers. So to me, McLeod will move back. Dylan Holloway maybe gets a look on fourth line, less pressure, uh, gets put in certain situations and Evander Kane eventually be back up on the second line. Yeah, I like this idea of uh, Holloway going through line center as much as I like Darnell Nurse playing left wing and Taylor Hall playing center. Like those are all really good options as well. While we're at it, you know, maybe we can do redesign the older logo to look like a flame. I just to, to me, it's you're asking someone to do something that he's never he hasn't done at the professional level. He's not an NHL player yet. This isn't asking a guy who's played 500 games in NHL to take some draws and go play center for a while. This is the guy still trying to establish himself as an NHL player. Like, hey, you know what? Man, we need a third sign center. Let's just slide you at center. It's not happening. So I'm with Brownie. You put Kane is a natural guy. He goes back up to the second line. He's got to find his. Uh, I think he's got to get feet moving, skate a little bit more, get more into in, inside the paint. And then he got um, McLeod at the second line center. I think um, now, you know, do you move Fogel back? Probably not. Maybe Fogel stays up there. That's the challenge. So who gets propped up there beside McLeod? Is it Holloway? Maybe. Is it Connor Brown? Janmark? You know, he. I've said it many times. If if Holloway and Connor Brown can get themselves going, that solves a lot of problems for the others that they don't have to figure out. But I just, you know, the idea of putting, I love, you know, I love ideas, but you know, some ideas are just, just not going to be fr- <laughs> bear any fruit, as they say. It's not that he hasn't played any center, like some some junior and some college. Like he he's familiar with how to play center, but Struds, right. you hit it. You said at the NHL level, it's a whole different kettle of fish. And Brownie, respectfully, I mean, the reason that they sent him down because they didn't want to bring him back into the lineup and play him only six or seven minutes 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's about where the fourth line center comes in on a team with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid playing a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. that fourth line doesn't play. Yeah, but- I think Dylan Holloway needs to play a bunch when he gets hey, back here. I'm on your side. I'm. I think he's a top six player. You said, "Is he going to play center?" Well, he ain't playing center in your top nine. So that's where, if you if you think he's going to get some reps, it'll yeah. be on the fourth line. He's not playing center on the first, second, or third. I don't believe you're going to play Derek get, Ryan at center ahead of him and have Holloway as well, a fourth center. You think they? No, would do I got. That? I said McLeod's you're my third line center. Oh yeah, right. So I got McLeod. McLeod no, so he's not he's not playing ahead of those. And exactly on what Strud said, he's yeah. he doesn't play at this level. It's different. You know what? Every forward in the NHL at some point has played center in his career in <laughs> minor hockey, junior hockey, college yeah. hockey. They all played center. So Holloway's just one of those guys. To yeah. me, Holloway is a top six line player. If I had him with Kane, Dreisaitl, and Holloway, I like that line. I really do. Then you can put Fogel back on the third line with McLeod. Who's and playing right? Whoever. Well, then you make, I don't know. You now you're asking Evander Kane to play his right side. Well, yeah. Hey, playing opposite side is easy. It's easy. I play my whole career on the opposite side. It's way better as an offensive player being on your offside as a winger. So go, go around the National Hockey League. There, every team's got two or three guys doing it. There's not an issue. So, Kane, if, if you tell Kane, hey, you can be on the third line playing on the left side, or maybe if you want to switch on to the right side and play with Leon, I'm pretty sure he would jump at the chance. So I, I know I, he I just always don't... thinks offense, Struds, and while it might be nice offensively, it's a hell of a lot harder to get the puck out on the boards on no, your off wing. I, I, no. I like that. That's idea the defensive zone, Brownie. No, it's not that hard. You just turn your body differently. These guys are the best in the world. You trying to tell me a guy can't get the puck out if he's on the opposite side of the ice? Come on. I I've now have two great ideas tonight, I've heard. One, Holloway third line center. Two, Kane on the offside. Uh, you know, like, it just, it just, we're on fire. What else are we going to do? Jack Campbell, maybe he could be a third line center. No, because right? he's, he's not allowed to wear pads board. out. So that's not, that's a silly <laughs> idea, Struds. No. I'm just kidding, but I, I think you got to be careful about changing everyone's position, moving everybody around. Um, you know, I, I do like Fogel. I like Fogel with Leon. So, but I also like McLeod and Fogel together on on the third line. But if, hey, if well, strides. Where is, is yeah. Fogel on his opposite side? Is he playing the opposite side with Leon? He is. Okay, he is. so there are. So he is playing the opposite side. Some guys sure. can do it, Brownie. Yeah. Some guys so, can do it. Not all yeah. guys. <laughs> but, Let's be reasonable for a second here, gentlemen. Let's go Kane on the left side, Guy at center, Fogel on right side. Then you go up down, you got Yanmark on the right with McLeod in the middle. McLeod and Holloway. TB, TBD on the left winger. TBD on the left winger. Uh, you know, because if it, it can't be McLeod that, or uh, Holloway, that'd be great. But I don't know if he can do it. I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him doing it every night to tell you that he's a third-line winger. Uh, in a uh, conference final against the, uh, I guess, who would it be, Dallas? Sure. It's a good point. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the new head coach handles Dylan Holloway when he gets a chance to handle Dylan Holloway. We'll sure. see what his opportunity looks like. All right, time now for our Relentless Player of the Day, brought to you by UCAN Youth Services, a nonprofit charitable organization in Edmonton that is relentless in assisting young people get out of harm's way and transition into employment or back into education. Visit youcan.ca to see how your donation can change lives right here in our community. Got Your Back is a proud monthly donor, and we're proud to have them on board as our charitable partner. And uh, we encourage you to take a look, maybe do the same thing. Let us know if you do. Struds, who gets the Zach Hyman Honorary Award? 
Yeah, it's it's difficult when you're an offensive forward playing on the Pittsburgh Penguins and you're not scoring. So I'm going to give it to Ricard Raquel. He started Ooh. off very slow this year, and he has four goals total, but three in his last four games. So double R, or as they call him, Ricard Raquel in Finland. This guy is uh, now heating up and finding himself at the right time. Uh, at, at any time is the right time when you're a goal scorer, isn't it, Brownie? Oh, I agree. But, I mean, if you would have come with me, I watched Strud's play three games of three puck today. He would have been my <laughs> relentless performer of the day. Shoggy, you should have seen. He was on his game today. He he set me up twice in the game championship game today. It was unbelievable the plays he made. Between the legs, pass once, another saucer, over nice. six steps, landed. Like, like landed so softly on mine. Had, I had to do nothing but guide it into the net. So I know right. that Ricard Raquel had a good day. I cannot see him being any better than the relentlessness <laughs> that I said, or my good friend, Jason Strudwick, when we were playing against the all-girls team today. He was dominant. Yes. Dominant. Dominant. Just get open, guys. I'll find you. <laughs> All right. That was our relentless players of the day brought to you by UCAN Youth Services. When we come back, Brownie's going to hang around one more segment because he just canted good conscience. Miss is Strudy's world. Stay with us. <laughs> Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here, someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. <laughs> Okie dokie, time for Strutty's World. Brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. With locations in Calgary and Edmonton, if you're a contracting business or a contractor, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they've been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high-quality North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca and no more sanding, staining, painting. Put it in once. Sit back on the deck with your feet up and enjoy the benefits of going maintenance-free. Brownie, got your popcorn. Strutty? <laughs> uh, my daughters kind of get into the world of volleyball, so it's a new sport for us, so I haven't really been around it too much. Sure, I played in junior high and dominated, but that's a long time ago. So we're going into a new world, and this past weekend, she was in a, a bit of a mini tournament. So it might surprise a lot of people. When I go to events like this, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm shy, but I just like to sit there and not be noticed. I just Not that I'm Wayne Gretzky, but I just want to sit there Kind of just watch my child play the sport and not not get too involved. Just cheer. 
Uh, so anyways, I get there and then, you know, one of the coaches said, well, we need a, you know, some help. Someone has to throw the ball in or score key. So I, I lie and I say, I have a bad hamstring, so I can't throw the ball in. So I'm in the score key. So I'm standing on the side. She's like, we'll let you know it's time to score keep. So we're in the middle court at Savile Center. So I'm sitting there. All of a sudden I get the tap from my daughter. She's like, dad, it's time for you to go score keep. So I walk over there quietly again. I'm trying not to, I just like to be quiet. I don't want to make a big deal. And my daughter doesn't really, you know, at that age, I don't want you to draw a lot of attention to yourself. So I go to the scorekeeping table, middle court, two other courts on either side. I sit down and I put my elbows on the table and the table collapses. <laughs> like just smashes. Everyone in the bolt, there's three games going. Everyone turns around, looks over. I look at my daughter. She's like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm panicking. Both coaches come over. They try to lift it up. It is just a gong shot. I'm beat red sweating now. I'm just completely rattled. And it is the exact opposite of what I wanted. The quiet, not being noticed, couldn't handle. So another guy walks over. He's like, I think you need some help. And he sits down beside me. So we get it all fixed up. And I got to tell you, like, I don't get embarrassed very often, embarrassed. But that was so embarrassing. It's the opposite of what I don't want to draw attention to myself. I just sat there. Sure, people missed me a couple of happy years and I rejected it. But it is so embarrassing. Now I, I, we have another tournament next weekend. I'm nervous to go in there because I'll probably get asked. Actually, I might not get asked again. But guys, that is a major dad fail. And, and I was like, someone didn't lock the table. Someone didn't lock the table up, Shogger. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough <laughs> one. See, Did you put weight on now. it? Like, did you lean on your elbows? Uh, just one of my guns, right? Just one. But it, what it was was is that it wasn't it wasn't hooked up. They didn't, you know, it's one of those folding tail. They didn't hook up the, the yeah, yeah, the little metal was, clips that got to go on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know who it was. I feel like I was set up. I think someone set me up to fail. So how do you how do you react when you're embarrassed? Like what what did you do? Do you get awkward? Do you start rubbing your nose? Do you just do you get that big galoot of a laugh going for everyone to hear? Like what do you do? <laughs> So I, so my buddy was on the court beside me and he said, he, all I saw was this huge man trying to pick up this table and everyone is coming to help. Then I look over at the stands where my wife and my dad and my mom were sitting, they were dying. Like people were crying. They were laughing so hard. And I just, I don't want to be noticed. I just want to sit there and keep the score. So I, I was, I would say I was embarrassed, but I, I felt bad for my daughter too. Like <laughs> Brownie, most embarrassing uh, moments. You got any stories like that, buddy? Oh God, um, I, I'll let you think about it. I had one no, in okay, college, like second day of college. I was sitting in the back. It's all the my broadcast fellow broadcast students sitting in the back of the class. I was chewing on a pen. Didn't realize a pen exploded. So I like had <laughs> ink all over my face and I felt it. And I was like, what the hell? And so I looked and there was ink all over my hands. And, I, and then all of a sudden you can tell it's all over your face. So I was like, oh, crap. I was sitting kind of middle of the class. So I got up to go walking out of the class. And I sort of walked up with my head down in my hand in front of my face. And I went to go through the door and I didn't get the door open. And I smashed my head on the glass uh, oh, of the door. So now, and I stunned myself because I was trying to get out of there fast. So it was like, bang. And I kind of was like stunned. And I turned and looked at the class and I had ink all over my face <laughs> and I had smashed my head. And uh, yeah, that was uh, one of you my finer what? moments. Shocker, I could see that because, you know, the strength in that jaw because of that size of the head is probably similar to a pit bull. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. That's why I did better in the Reed Low Scrap than you did this jaw of mine. It's uh, helped me survive many bad situations, this steel jaw. Brownie? Like well, it was funny. It was I think it was a couple of years. I'm not sure Struds was at it, but we were at uh, we, we worked together at NAX. 
and we were in having a three-on-three tournament, and I, our team got a penalty shot to win the game. And they said, oh, let, let, let Coach Brownie go. I mean, he's, he scored in the NHL. He's going to win the game for us. So I went in on a one-on-one, me and the goalie, and I have this move where I go around the world where I, my stick just does a yeah. circle around the puck, and then I just Ooh. flip it into the top corner. So uh-huh. I do that. I flip in the up, hits the goalie in the mask, comes back and hits me in the nose. I'm, <laughs> I, I had a stroke a couple of years ago, so I'm on blood thinners. My yeah. nose started pouring blood out, and it won't right. stop. I'm going back to the bench. I'm covered in blood. The kids, they think I'm dead. They're afraid to, yeah. to laugh. The other coaches are crying. They're laughing so hard at me. That happened at 8 a.m. My nose stopped bleeding at 10 p.m. that night. It took it that long to clot. <laughs> oh, goodness. Love it. Strutty, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story. I'm going to text Shona in the break and ask her just how funny it actually was. I'd love to hear from her. That was Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Uh, for comic relief tonight, what we're going to do is we go to break. Steve, you're under strict instructions. Do not actually take us to break until Rob Brown figures out how to get himself off camera. <laughs> we'll be right back. This go ahead, Brownie. Yeah. Well, that's not go fair. Ahead. Go ahead. What you doing? What you do? No, no, no. You got to have your camera off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's not it, bud. That's you not it. Brownie, you I can don't know figure this it. out. You're into your second month, on third month on the pod. Okay, it's a little thing there, a little button. I don't have a little button on mine. Wait, oh, no, there, that's, that's better. Okay, you've, you've flipped the camera. That's the ring light we're looking at now. Jeez. Struts, look at this. We could be here all night. I don't. Wait a second. Hold it. Wait. Wait a sec. Wait. This is never going to end. There. Can you still see me? Yes. Well, we see <laughs> what appears to be an, an office. Oh, no, that's my bar. Hey, you guys should come on over. Oh, Strauss has been here many times. <laughs> All right. That's it. I... Cut him off, Steve. Go to that's break. <laughs> oh, there he goes. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Love when we get some new voices hopping onto the pod stream. Northern Farm Girl has joined us tonight. She said, thumbs up, subbed, and thank you for the laughs. Thank you for joining us, Northern Farm Girl, and welcome to the Got Your Back live stream. Time now for take a, uh, no, to take a lap. Brought to you by Backscape, the product that is taking the online world by storm right now. It's absolutely everywhere. We'll see my brother Rick in the shower here in a minute uh, giving one a go. It's water-resistant, rechargeable shaver, coupled with the long handle, lets you take care of business on your own. You can shave in any direction, no bumps or cuts. It's easy, 
It's awesome. Right now, we got a great sale going 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com and choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Backscape, stay smooth, gentlemen. Got a trip to Cabo coming up in a few weeks, Struddy. Might have to, uh, uh, you know, just give the Backscape a little, little once over before I head out into beach country. I like it. Clean it up. Clean it up a little bit. Where are we going, buddy? Um, well, it's it's you know it's pretty rare where you see two younger players traded for each other, and we saw a trade between yeah. Philadelphia Flyers and Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Cutter Goche, a, a star on the uh, USA uh, World Junior Team, and a fifth overall pick by Philadelphia just a short time ago, was traded for a defenseman, Jamie Drysdale, right shot defenseman. He's got about a hundred and some games in the NHL, and a second rounder from Anaheim. And I saw it at first. I'm like, wow, like these are two pretty good young players that are being traded for each other. Maybe it fits a need on the, on either side. And then you kind of dig a little deeper and you find out that uh, Cutter Goche, when drafted by the Flyers, said, you know, I'm the kind of guy you want. I'm, I'm a Philly, you know, I'm excited to get there and play. And then when they tried to sign him, he didn't want to sign there. And he wasn't really, really any return calls or anything. So they were, had hands were forced. So Danny Breer had to make the move. But, you know, I, I think that it's another nice piece for Anna for Anaheim, obviously a forward yeah. that you know is, is a pretty good player. But you know, Drysdale is a young right shot defenseman. They get the second round pick. I, I think they salvage something here. Uh Drysdale most missed most of last year with an injury. Um, I think it was shoulder injury, but yeah. it is one of those rare trades where you might look back, Shogger, and say, you know what, this actually was pretty good for everyone involved, uh, including yeah. I guess better because he didn't want to go to Philly. Making the best of a difficult situation. You got a, what was he, a fifth overall pick? I mean, that is a high, high draft pick, high pedigree, right on the world stage right now. Everybody sees what you're able to do for whatever reason. Is it the torts effect? What is it? I'm not sure. Decided he didn't want to be there. Now, Drysdale hasn't played a ton of games. He had the first, his first NHL season, he got 24 games in. Then he had the bad injury, ended up only playing eight games after an 81-game season in 21-22. But the last couple seasons hasn't played a ton. Five points in 10 games. I like him. He's a good player. The other thing about this, he and Trevor Zegras are really, really tight. This will be crushing for Trevor Zegras. They lived together. They were really good friends, man. Like these guys were tight and thick as thieves. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this happens, right? The first time your buddy gets traded, it's kind of a hard thing to deal with. Um, and, and, but it's, it's part of the business and you figure it out. Um, but for Cutter, like, you know, and, and it might, it might be the coach related. I'm not sure why he didn't, but you know, Philadelphia is a place I would have loved to play in Philly. Like it's a gritty town and you kind of feel a little bit of gritty, you know, every, every kind of, every time you go play somewhere for a different city, you, you, you kind of want to embody or try to embody a little bit of the spirit of the city. And, you know, I feel like Cutter would have fit in pretty well, Philadelphia, but, um, move on. And if, if I'm feeling I'm a little bit nervous, you talk about the injury history with Jamie Drysdale. They've had some injury issues with. Other demon they've traded for, like Ryan Ellis, and I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but you maybe get a little bit nervous when you think about it. What's next? I, item number two, uh, you know, the goaltending uh, situation is is I think it's as at the forefront for many teams. And today, Phoenix Copley went under the knife mm-hmm. uh, and got his knee done, uh, repairing ACL. He's out for the year now. This happened before Christmas, so it's not old news. But if you're uh, the Kings who find themselves in third place in the NHL right now, or sorry third place in the Pacific Division, and you've got Calum Talbot playing well, a little bit older. you got big save Dave Riddick uh, uh, as your backup. Uh, now, they don't spend a lot of money on their, their goalies. That's a good thing. But I do think they're another team. I think it'd be prudent for Rob Blake to add another goalie in that mix somewhere. 
just to have. So now that's you're looking at Toronto, Oilers, Carolina, New Jersey, Kings. What is that? I just rattle off five teams and there's yeah, probably five a or six, anyways. Yeah. So and and I think they're all maybe competing for that second tier guy. Would that be fair? You know, a one B shogger. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's interesting because do you take? I mean Los Angeles. You know, if they didn't have to bang right up against the Edmonton Oilers the last couple of years, who knows you know, if they could have gone a little bit deeper, but they're right in a window. Like, they really are. And now you've got the fact that Quentin Byfield has turned around. He's come in, and he's given them, you know, a lot right now. They're even more so in their window. And do you head into a playoff run with goaltending that you're not super thrilled with? Now, Cam Talbot, 2.17, 923, like the guy is – He's showing that he still got it, and that might be enough that they, you know, feel like uh, they can ride Talbot. But yeah, the goaltending situation is definitely really interesting. Uh, good comment here came in on Zegris. I think Zegris is going to need Pathfind. Looks like he's on his going going to be on his way out of Anaheim. People wonder if Zegris would be long for Anaheim. Anyways, they thought that heading into this season, um, never got the big deal, right? So you wonder what uh, where his head might be at in that Anaheim situation. When I watch Trevor Zegras, I think he has to mature as a player and be um, more complete. Yep. yep. And, I, and, I, 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 and I, I think that's – he's fun to watch and fun to watch and winning hockey. I don't think that they're – they're not exclusive, but one can – you do have players that are different ways. And I, I think that for Zegras, that's what I'm, I'm looking at for him. Okay, Steve, pop in, buddy, and get a bunch of comments ready to rock and roll. That was Taking a Lap, brought to you by Backscape. We're going to dive right into Ask Us Anything. I'm going to let you and Struds handle a bunch of this, and we'll go ah, five minutes, give or take. It's brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House, your destination for all the sports action, big screens, ice-cold beer, and all your pub favorites perfected. Match Eatery and Public House, located adjacent to Rogers Arena in the Grand Villa Casino, for more info, visit matchpub.com. Steve, let's rock and roll, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, a lot of conversation about, uh, you know, what's going to happen with Dry Settles contract and other Oilers contracts in the future. Nice to see the stream, people talking to each other. Good good conversation there. A few comments on uh, Struddy's world. Obelisk uh, says, uh, Struddy, you should have pulled a Steve Urkel right away and just stood up and said, did I do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quaddy said that would have w- gotten a laugh actually that, that would have gotten a laugh in hindsight Quaddy said uh, WWE strutty table suplex JL nice. said that uh, maybe Pisani rigged the table mm-hmm. possible, <laughs> I suppose. He, would do that. he owes you one actually he owes <laughs> he you does. about five <laughs> and asking about uh, embarrassing moments some stranger said uh, first day in high school I walked into the girls bathroom for a second, I thought yeah. that one girl that was in there was on the right, in the wrong room. That's always a tough one. <laughs> hey, what are you doing in here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, like like I say, lots of comments about the trades. Um, Harry uh, in Australia says down here in Australia, he hasn't commented on Struddy's accent, but he said uh, the rugby league team players all take friendly deals to win. The Sydney Roosters are a prime example. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's always a lot of talk about about that, right? So. Um, you know, just thoughts on uh, taking a discount to play with a team that you think will win. Yeah, I, yeah. Are the are the other guys that are second, third, and fourth liners taking discounts? Right. I think that's where it becomes a bit unfair. That you know, as many in the public believe that the top guys should be the ones taking the the cut. Well, why should they take the cut? Mm-hmm. They're 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 the ones who's driving the team. I 
Don't forget, Struts, like, David shaved his back, right? That's the thing. He remember his yeah. deal was 13 and a quarter and brought it back yeah. 750 a year. Yeah. So let, let's say, let's say, you know, if, if when you get up to 16 million, you know, what what percentage is another million off, right? So let's say, let's say he signs eight years at 16 million. He says, you know what, guys, that's too much. I'll take eight years at 15 million. So he's eight million less, right? So it's his take home is let's just make it even four million dollars. It's he's he's not taking home. Can he make that up in other ways? Probably. And he, he probably I'm sure he is with some of his sponsorship deals. But it, it would have to come from him. I, I would just have a hard time approaching him and saying, Hey, buddy, you got to take a home hometown discount. I just that's gonna be a very hard sell. Uh, almost as relevant a question. Like Struds, what do you think that Leon Dreisidel could get on the open market after next season? Like if if we're if we're trying to crawl into his head and figure out what he wants to do, what is the chance to play with McDavid and potentially win a cup worth? What is the dollar figure? Like, can he if if we we nailed him at fourteen million, can he get fifteen five somewhere? Well, I think he'd get the number. He probably if that's what he wanted. I think there is that out there. But if you want to win, what team has that kind of cap space that has the ability to sign that contract? I don't know. Maybe LA. Kopitar you think LA will have that gas space? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what their situation so. will be. but I, I thought when they signed Pierre-Luc Dubois, that was it. The, the, the deal was done. I, I don't think they have space. Vegas doesn't have space. Dallas has paid their guys. Uh, and I'm just talking about the teams that are on top now, and I, re I recognize that's cyclical. Um, the Rangers have paid their guys. You know, maybe, maybe they – I don't know. I'd have to look at I, – I I'm not that familiar with Carolina. Maybe they'd have uh, – a, a way to make some some room there uh with maybe burns would burns be coming off at that time you know i'd have to look at that but i that's a d-man swapping a d-man for a forward but i, I think there'd be appetite well I, there'd be an appetite for leon dry but if you want to win i just i don't know like toronto doesn't have the space maybe montreal maybe, maybe that's mm -hmm. a place nice city to play in um maybe they'd have the space but if you're leon dry you know what you're thinking like wherever you show up they got a way better chance to win all of a sudden. Those but guys I, know I, I when disagree. they roll into town that I disagree. Even if you go to a middle of the way team, yeah, I disagree. So I, that's fair if they have a goalie in D, right? Sure. So you know the team that you know could pose a threat to either Connor or Leon would be Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, LCG says if ninety-seven and twenty-nine want to play together and be on a decent team, it is them who will have to take the discount. It's not what they deserve, but it is reality. What's more important to them, winning or money? And hey, it's a, it's a very personal thing. Uh, Steve, blast through a couple more quick and then we'll wrap her up. Okay. Um, yeah, so sorry. There's some good questions here. So um, Quadi says, uh, does winning a cup this year drive the price and term up or down in your, in your opinion? I actually think it might make it more likely they leave because they did what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. right? I've been saying that for a little bit, but I, I've been saying, does winning a cup increase or decrease the chances that these guys stick around? If they get to the top of the hill and they do it together and they've done it, now others make the point, once you do it once together, oh, you want to do it again. Because now you're measuring yourself against others who haven't been able to do that. You're measuring yourself against history, right? So pride says you want to do it again. Or do you wrap your clap your hands and say we did it? Now we can go our separate ways. We'll see you in the summertime. Kegel ninety seven says, guys, uh, who's your guys's first backup goaltender going into the playoffs? I guarantee it won't be Pickard. 
That's what Kegel said. Mm, somebody else. Let's see what he does. I mean, let's see what Calvin Pickard does. You don't want to boot his feet out from underneath him. He's been an NHL goalie before. Hasn't been for a while. But if he continues to put quality starts together, Struds, do they get to the point where they, you know, where they realize eh, maybe maybe they don't need to do something else? They might, and they're gonna they're gonna have to play Pickard. He, he like I I'd be I would play him if not tomorrow for sure against Detroit. I'd probably play him tomorrow. You gotta play him tomorrow. You, I think eh? that's you, the you one. gotta manage Skinner's starts. And I, and I oh well, he hasn't played a lot. I get it, but it's I've been saying it for a long time. It's the whole season. You can't just say he's not tired for this week. It's the whole season. So they got to find a way to get Pickard in there more than they probably even want. Well, to. you could play him. Look at the schedule, buddy. They go Tuesday. Thursday, yeah. Saturday, three weeks in a row. So play him one game a week for the next three weeks. Yeah. And I game. think that's a, that's a good you start. The, but when you got the Blackhawks twice, and right. then you got the Leafs cracking in flames in the middle there. Uh, maybe the division games, the, the you know, yeah. you're going to play Skinner against the Leafs. You're going to want to play him against the Flames. Maybe. So maybe he plays two in the next three weeks. But you have to keep in mind that it, their, their schedule compresses, and they still have to play him. He, he needs – yeah. I, I'll say it. I know he doesn't believe it, but I believe Skinner was fatigued, whether it was mental or physical, in the playoffs. They cannot do that again. They just can't. So they have to play him, him being Pickard, more than they probably even want to. Two more, Steve. Uh, Obelisk brings up rumors about uh, Kane having core issues. Have you heard this? Uh, any rumors out there that... Well, I mean, he hasn't been practicing a ton, so uh, whatever. They're never going to give us a ton of detail on that front. Uh, I feel like he's shooting the puck okay, Struds, and I think core issues are one of those things that maybe have a bit of a tough time shooting it. I'm not noticing it in his shot. Are you? No, but I think that it, what it can express itself is is in battles, right? When you battle, you're flexing. You know, you're kind of getting that 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 strength from your middle, and then you're trying to push guys around. I I would like to think that if there is something there that needs a little bit of time, I. Take him out now. Like, let him sit for a week and really get it kind of up, catch up and get on top of it. But if, since that hasn't happened, maybe maybe it's not that significant. Everything Maine Coon Cat says, uh, maybe Ekholm come back, comes back cheaper. Do you think he'll come back cheaper? Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about John Tavares, right? Turning around and coming back to the Toronto Maple Leafs cheaper. Matias Ekholm, if he loves it here as much as it sounds like he does, and he's raising children here like we know he is. He's a real family guy. He talks about that often. So I can see that making some sense, Struds, if it's a great lifestyle fit for him, that he comes back on a reasonable deal to play out a couple more years. How old is he now? Is he 32? Uh, 33? Yeah, I'll, I'll get that. Just one sec. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that there, 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 there might be. But again, you know, he, he, he for a, a steady defenseman. 33. Um, yeah, so he's got one more year after this year, correct? I think. Uh, I think he has. Yeah, I think he's got one more year after this year. I'll so you know that gets him at six million. Yeah, maybe it comes down to three or four or whatever it is. But you know, there is value to steady veteran defenseman like him. And you know, if, if he has not won a Stanley Cup um, and a team that is close to it, and we hope the Oilers are in that position, and say, hey, we want you to be our third pairing left shot defenseman and or whatever, right? Like it. You never know. Like the, he's he's gonna he's you don't just lose the the intelligence as you get older. The feet may go, but the intelligence is there. Is that it? Is that the two? <laughs> that was the two. I, I am I lost track. <laughs> All right, Strutty. Let's wrap up with our uh, gem of the day. And I don't know, buddy. I I think my gut is to go with brownie. 
Did anything better happen than Rob Brown embarrassing himself trying to get off the podcast today? Oh, yeah. That's, that's who he is. That's what he does. That is what he is good at. You and him. Yeah, he, he looks like a caveman trying to start a fire. Like, it's just like, it's incredible how slow it is. <laughs> I know. The guy's so bad at the technical oh, stuff, man. Incredible. Not on Twitter. Doesn't know how to be. Like, the guy is just, he's in like 1981 yes, technology. Yes. Yes. All right, that'll wrap up the podcast. Big thanks to everybody who hopped onto the stream with us tonight. Thanks yeah. for your downloads and your subs. Struds, good job tonight, my man. Likewise. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Uh, yeah, and then uh, lunch. I think next uh, Tuesday we agreed on. Tuesday, 12 o'clock, me, you, yeah. and Brownie. A uh, little lunch action. I think we pushed it into February, right? Okay, well, I'll, I'll touch base then. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to it. It's going to be good when it happens. It's, it's a long month. Good. we got an extra day in February. <laughs> Have a great finish tonight, everybody. Uh, big thanks to our title sponsors, Sherwood Buick GMC. Cheers. Happy New Year. Have a great night.